Let's see the rest of them. So let's go to TikTok on my iPad. Because I can't do it on my phone at the same time. Um, wow, okay. I'm not logged in on TikTok on my iPad. I think I have to use my phone or my email. What? No, I need to log in. Okay. go to my no I don't want to see my Facebook favorites all right this may take a little while party people I have a lot of things saved in my favorites see I feel like this is too far no it's about tea getting dressed for Thanksgiving oh here there here she is (coughs) I like her scary music Next one she has is Mary Bell, who started killing at age 11. Mary Bell. Okay, Mary Bell, born May 26th, 1957. Let's see what stars, what fucking zodiac that is. Um, May 26th. Okay, she was a Gemini. Makes sense. Uh, um, is an English woman. Was a juvenile murdered two preschool age boys in Scotswood in an inner suburb of Newcastle upon Tyne in 1968. This is from Wikipedia, by the way. Bell committed her first murder when she was 10 years old. In both stances, Bell informed her victim he had a sore throat, which she would massage before proceeding to strangle him oh my gosh bell was convicted of both murders in december 1968 in a trial held at newcastle aziz what is that uh it's a courthouse in uh england When she was 11 years old and in which her actions were judged had been committed under diminished responsibility, her accomplice at at least one of the murders was 13-year-old Norma Joyce Bell. Uh, 
she was not related to her accomplice and was acquitted. She remains Britain's youngest female serial killer. Uh, she wrote, okay. Wait, that doesn't make sense. She remains Britain's youngest female killer, though not the youngest female murderer. Okay. Having been diagnosed with a psychopathic personality disorder prior to her trial and convicted of the manslaughter of both boys, this girl was 11. (laughs) Ellers was released from custody in 1980 at the age of 23. A lifelong court order granted her anonymity which has been extended to protect the identity of her daughter and granddaughter. She has lived since lived under pseudonyms. So she's currently 65. Um, but why was she released? Uh, defendants, closing, conviction, release. Okay. In June 1979, the Home Office announced their decision to transfer Mary Bell to H.M. Prison Askham Grange, an open category prison in the village of Askham Richard, in efforts to prepare her for eventual release into society, which was planned for the following year. Just kind of says that she was released i mean maybe because she was so young that they're like we want to give her another chance at living in society maybe i don't know all right let's see that's the next one okay charlene Gotta go. Okay, Charlene, gotta go. <coughs> All right. So this is <coughs> from again from Wikipedia. Charlene Adele Gallego was born October 10th, 1956 in Stockton, California, I believe. Is that Scorpio? Libra. Okay. She was a smart, shy child from a supportive home. The trajectory of her life began to change when, as a young adult, she started using drugs and alcohol. She was married twice before meeting Gallego. Okay, girl, why were you married twice? She just sounds like she was easily influenced. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Their victims were Rhonda Shuffler and Kippy Vaught, Brenda Judd and Sandra Coley, Stacey Ann Redican and Karen Shipman Twiggs, 
Linda Teresa Aguilar, Virginia Mochel, Craig Miller, and Mary Elizabeth Sowers. Because at the end of the day, those are the people that matter more. Then, why this bitch is out of prison. Um, okay. So, Wikipedia doesn't say why. Okay. So, and she was released in July 1997, the summer after I was born. Charlene completed her sentence and was released. Oh, so she completed her sentence. How long was that? Well, Gerald's dead. How long was her sentence? Okay. In June... Uh... Doesn't say how long her sentence was. Sixteen years and eight months. For killing ten people. Yeah, that sounds about right. But the American justice system. Ay, 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 people. Pedro Lopez. He looks like a frog. Um, please Google him if you have not. His name is Pedro Lopez. He literally looks like a frog. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see. He is a Colombian serial killer. And child rapist who murdered a minimum of 110 young girls from 1969 to 1980 and claimed to have murdered over 300 victims across Colombia, Peru, and Ecuador. And why is he out? Okay. He served 16 years in Ecuador, freed after 14 years, committed to a hospital in Colombia, and freed after a year. Again, and why is he out? Born October 8th, 1948. Okay, yeah, another Libra. Alright, so I guess we're not trusting Libras anymore. Thank you very much. Pedro Lopez. Like, why was he released? Doesn't even sound like he should be. He was released for good behavior in 1994. This is from The Sun, so... I don't really know if it's that much of a reliable source. 
He's still at large after his release from prison in 1994 for good behavior. Um, he's deported to Colombia. And he was in a mental hospital until 1998. Basically, they just don't know where he is. I mean, I... uh, uh, (laughs) Oh, Lord. I mean... Hopefully. He's probably dead by now, but... I mean... I know a lot of those countries in South America... Some parts are pretty dangerous. But... You never know. Let's just hope. Alright, let's see what else she's got in her TikTok. Alright, that was it from Sinister Samantha. That was fun, researching some people who probably really should not be oh lord out of the prison system okay Ooh. the next thing I see is called the beautiful town <clears throat> hi Koopa it's called the organ vortex Vor- the organ vortex with horror with Ashley I've actually always wanted to go visit the organ vortex Let's see. Actually, can you? Can you visit the Oregon Vortex? Okay. Oh, you can. You can visit the Oregon Vortex. Okay. House of Mystery, the Oregon Vortex. Still cameras only. Um, hours of operation, 9.30 a.m. to 3 p.m., seven days a week. I am in the age range of 13 to 61, so it would be $22 for me to go. Tours start on the hour from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. There are 20 paid admissions per hour. Private tours, pets and animals. Okay. Alright, I think I'm going to go visit the Oregon Vortex soon. I should do that. Okay, let's see. Scientific info. The Oregon Vortex is a spherical spherical field of force half above the ground and half below the ground. The word vortex simply means a whirlpool of force like a whirling mass of water, especially one in which a force of suction operates such as a whirlpool or a whirling mass of air, one in form a visible column or spiral such as tornado. And this is from the OregonVortex.com. A vortex essentially a whirlpool of force is the basic form of our universe from our galaxy whose vortex form we see as the countless suns of the milky way 
throughout the gravitational vortex of our solar system down to the vortex of an atom, the vortex form recurs throughout our world's structure. And phenomena that gives the organ vortex its name are evident throughout the entire area. Nowhere in the circle do you normally stand erect. Inevitably, the visitor assumes a posture that inclines toward magnetic, magnetic north, the corona of the, vor- the vortex, as well as the minor vortices discovered during the continuous study of the vortex are among the unique phenomena to be observed here. As another person on a level platform recedes from you toward magnetic south, they appear taller. When they approach you coming toward the magnetic north, they become shorter. This is contrary to the laws of perspective as we know it, and we must be seen to be believed. The scientific analysis of the disturbance constitutes an education in subjects of interest to all. The accumulated notes and data written by John Litster contains 35 pictures, diagrams, and illustrations along with the other information relating specifically to the organ vortex. Okay. Sweet. Area history. Let's look at that. The The House of Mystery itself was originally an say office and later used for tool storage built by the old great eagle mining company in 1904 but the history of the surrounding area the oregon vortex goes way back to the time of the native americans their horses would not come into the affected area so they wouldn't the native americans called the area forbidden ground as a place to be shunned many years before the house of mystery was built it was noted the unusual consistent the unusual conditions existed there but it was not until well into the 20th century that any effort was made toward a scientific analysis of disturbance. John Lister, Lister was a geologist, mining engineer, and physicist. He developed the area in the early 1920s and opened it to the public in 1930. He conducted experiments within the vortex until his death in 1959, which that is the year my mom was born. <clears throat> He was born in Alva, Scotland on April 30th, 1868. Can I read? He was born in Alva, Scotland on April 30th, 1886, son of the British foreign diplomat. Okay. Another one of my favorite people was born um, April 30th. So let's make a trip to the Oregon Vortex this year. Okay, what is something else that I am looking to research? Let's see. Well, this one's got wax melts, miso soup. Uh, free cleanings. Oh, that's not the one I want. Okay. Challenger Space Shuttle Conspiracy. Okay, I have a spicy... This is from, uh, the TikToker Parasyche TV. Parasyche TV. 
the conspiracy theory for you today. And I'm just going to start out by saying it's a lot easier to control the masses and control the narrative around something through emotional manipulation. So you'll notice if something is considered a tragedy, it's like totally taboo to ask questions about it. Case closed. That's it. So if there's people in the comments that have a problem with this or are calling me insensitive for talking about this, that's fine because if it's true, that's the desired outcome. Anyways, this is the crew of the 1986 Challenger Space Shuttle mission. Infamously, on January 28th, 1986, the space shuttle exploded right after takeoff. The disaster was broadcast on live television to 40 million viewers. Two men, Bob Eberling and Roger Boisjolly, worked tirelessly to warn NASA about an issue with the shuttle's O-rings, making calls and warning anyone that would listen going all the way back to October the prior year. They warned that if these O-rings were used on a launch on a day that was below 40 degrees Fahrenheit, that there would be a catastrophe. But of course, no one listened, which automatically kind of makes me think they wanted the catastrophe to happen. Roughly 80 seconds after the launch, the shuttle exploded and all seven crew members lost their lives. This is Judy Resnick, an engineer and pilot aboard the Challenger mission. In 2013, an eagle-eyed internet user found Judith Resnick, a law professor at Harvard Law School. Some people were a little taken aback by the identical name, age, and likeness, so they started digging. This is Michael J. Smith, also an engineer and pilot aboard the Challenger shuttle passed away that fateful day in 1986 at the age of 39 years old. This is Dr. Michael J. Smith, professor of engineering at the University of Wisconsin. Hmm. This is Sharon Krista McAuliffe, arguably one of the most famous things about the Challenger mission. She was supposedly just a teacher that was picked at random to be one of the astronauts, which made it all the more tragic when she passed away due to the Challenger disaster in 1986. This is Sharon A. McAuliffe also a law professor who received her degree shortly after the challenger disaster dick scobie was the commander of the mission here's commander dick scobie next to richard scobie the ceo of cows and trees here's his company's original logo it's a cow but it's not in a tree it's strapped to a rocket and gee that jet stream kind of looks familiar in fact just in case i wasn't making it clear uh, the top picture is the challenger ship shortly after exploding so you know hmm Astronauts Ronald McNair and Ellison Onizuka both passed away when the Challenger shuttle exploded. Miraculously, it was found out that they both had twin brothers, Carl McNair and Claude Onizuka. But ancestry searches were done for both Carl and Claude, and there was no birth records found. And the odds of two sets of identical twins in a crew of seven are astronomical. But that's just a theory. Rest in peace to the crew of the Challenger space shuttle mission. So this guy's basically saying that the Challenger space shuttle um, mission did not explode in 1986. Um, I mean, I think there are stranger things to happen in the world and that everybody is allowed to have their own opinion. Um, truthfully, I was not alive in 1986. I was only alive. I was not born until 10 years later. Um, so... Do I believe a white man on the internet? Probably not. But <laughs> I guess we'll... You know... Stranger things have happened in this world, I will say. So I'm going to go ahead and remove that from my favorites. So I never have to see it again. Do, 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 do. Hey. I don't know, that wasn't really super interesting. 
So let's see. We will go. What is this? The Psy Crescent Sanatorium? No, not that one. There is a new paranormal document. Um, and this is from sorry, haunting season on uh TikTok. An insight facility, and it's making me question everything I thought I knew about the afterlife. Well, kid, tell us about the afterlife. <laughs> I've spoken about Charm City Paranormal before, and about how their no bullshit approach and feature length documentary editing and storytelling are second to none on YouTube. Well, they're at it again with another forty minute doc that has Mike and Ethan exploring another huge campus. Immediately after walking inside the first building, they start hearing crazy sounds. But as the night goes on, it's not just sounds, but physical things happening around them, like doors trying to open, bangs, and footsteps, and eventually poking and grabbing. Oh, I just touched my back. Oh, my God. They end this one with one of the most wild Estes Method sessions I've ever seen, which, if you're not familiar, is when two people separate and one asks questions and the other responds while blindfolded and listening to a spirit box full blast in their headphones. Did you die in this building? Yes, I did. Mike is very vulnerable right now. He's handcuffed and he can't see and he can't hear either. All he can hear is the spirit box. Why don't you touch him? I don't want to. We won't like it. This film is absolutely filled with wild EVPs, and at one point during the beginning, they ask if they're talking to someone who used to be a human, and it says no, which is why I'm here to tell you that there is a new paranormal documentary. about an abandoned this is basically just talking about a paranormal documentary that i had saved um do i believe in the paranormal uh yes and no we'll see (laughs) i i mean i've never seen anything in person so i can't tell you definitively so Um, I can't remember why I saved this documentary, but I just don't think I'm gonna go watch that. Sorry. <laughs> Alright. Let's see what else we got here. How to protect your energy. Before you leave your house... Um, I'm definitely interested in doing that a lot this year. This year, I really want to get into taking care of and prioritizing my health and just really living for myself and not other people because at the end of the day, this is my life. It's not somebody else's and... You know, you're going to have to go to bed with yourself every day for the rest of your life. And people really just need to think about themselves more. Like, be selfish this year. You know, and I think if my if my friends choose to act that way I think that's fine you know to a certain extent but put yourself first um explore what you want to explore think about what you want to think 
set patterns for yourself that'll set yourself up for success. You know, I mean, I work at a preschool during the day and I do very much get sick a lot. (laughs) Um, But I've been trying to help this year by, you know, doing small things, taking wellness shots in the morning. Um doing simple things throughout my day that'll make me, you know, feel better. Making sure my spaces are clean and I do have a very hard time doing that mainly because I have, you know, I'm extremely busy and I have OCD and, you know, sometimes I really just want to lay in my bed all the time mainly because I also have, you know, high-functioning depression and anxiety. And a lot of times, you know, if you make yourself feel guilty about the relaxation methods that you need to take, like, then that's where, you know, you don't use your relaxation wisely. And it's like, we're all on this floating rock. And... We're all going to die one day, but yet we're all sitting here comparing ourselves to one another. (laughs) It's like asinine, but also not because we're just searching for the slightest amount of human connection to be like, oh yeah, we are all just like one another. Um, Even though sometimes we're not and it's like, okay. We only hate comes from the people that we can't relate to, which is insanity a little bit. Um, let's see. What else is in my TikTok favorites that I could definitely look up? think we're probably gonna look up one more thing and then call it good for today so oh dear let's see trying to find our one good more or good more or one more thing that's really good Ooh, this is alfredo inside of pizza you know that probably shouldn't be a thing (laughs) but again we're all in the pursuit of happiness and uh fatness All right, well, that's going to wrap up the podcast for today because my bestie's calling me. I'll catch you later on What's on My Pea Brain.